0: Three, two, one, zero, ignition, liftoff. Lately, Glenn and I have been focusing on Kansans Can. He spent some time at the local Kansans Can Symposium and we've been working with multiple districts on what each one of their those schools are doing.
1: I want to thank Linda and her crew for uh, connecting with us and talking about school redesign on the elementary level there at Metal Ark Elementary.
2: I'm Linda Day. And I'm Jennifer Howell. And I'm Shauna Evans.
1: Okay.
0: Nina Fuller. And I'm Alinda Klein. <laughs> wow, well, there's even more. Oh, wow, I,
1: I know we got a whole
0: bunch. <laughs> a
2: couple of extras. <laughs>
1: Well
0: oh, we're all in this together, so that's right. <laughs> you well, have to be in an endeavor like this. Yeah,
1: I yeah. I kinda of felt that at the symposium. You all are are a team and you you guys kinda of have each other's back and everything. So
0: Well that's good.
2: That it is it's a team effort, so for sure it takes all of us
1: well i thought we would just connect because the redesign i and maybe it's my feeble mind i don't know it seems we and maybe it's because we hear a lot about post secondary and the the stats of kids going on to get some type of degree or something but how does elementary fit into this
0: yeah what does it look like from the from the elementary level how do you prepare a kindergartner or a third grader for their career? I mean, I can answer that a little bit, but there are people that are not in education that aren't teachers that don't, that just don't get it. And we want to try to help them to get it.
1: Yeah. like
2: we. Do. Well, well sort of started was asking ourselves what we needed our fifth graders to leave arc knowing what- skills did they need to have? And that sort of was our foundation for um, creating our vision. And with that question, we built a list of all those things that we felt like they needed. We talked to every teacher in the building. And when we were finished, we had this huge list. So from there, then we sort of categorized that list and came up with some ideas that we could use later on. But it also helped us build that vision that Meadowlark students can reach their dreams. From there, then, we started researching the different categories to help give us a starting point to kick off. We knew that we needed to have a nurturing community atmosphere at our school. Our students do not have very many experiences at all, so another thing that we felt like was really important is to give our students experiences they will not get any other way. Um, We knew that we were a brand new school, so we had to establish that relationship with our parents and with our students and get to know them. So family engagement is a big part of what we're looking at. And then we had um, personalized learning is going to be a a part of that also. And really a lot of those intertwine together as you start looking at those.
0: So you mentioned that you started a new school. So it was a brand new school to the district? Yes. yes. So you had some pre-existing cultures from previous schools? <laughs> and Not there- just some. Seven. 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 <laughs> seven. Yeah. What does that look like? <laughs> it's crazy. How? <laughs> oh, I can only imagine.
3: But I have to say the whole process that we've gone through this year has brought all of those seven schools into... Are now existing um, because they've had to work closely together and um, work towards something they're all very passionate about now.
0: So it has it has really bridged that gap. I'm still mind blown that they combined seven cents into one. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so sort of what happened was that we passed a big bond issue um, in Liberal, and we used to have K through three buildings that were there were seven of them. And there were two intermediate centers that were fourth through sixth grade. So then now we have five elementaries that are kindergarten through fifth grade, and then our middle schools, which are sixth through eighth. So we did a big old shuffling. I was
1: just getting ready to say there so there's a big old shift there in liberal with the school district then. Yes, already right, yes. already.
0: With yeah, yes, without and throwing so in the redesign yeah. on top of everything. <laughs> So oh, yeah.
3: we are just, we just like to take on as many challenges as we possibly
2: can. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> if you're going to do it, go big. Go big. Oh my goodness. <laughs> go big or go home. No. So with uh, combining those schools and everything, we have, our staff is basically, very few of us have ever worked together. So, you know, we were getting to know each other as a staff. Um, we had different boundaries drawn for the students that we had coming to our schools. So, some of the students, a few of our teachers may have known, but not all of them. So, we were getting to know them along with the parents.
0: How does that work? Because all of the redesign <laughs> is about student relationships and relationships and more relationships. And you are starting basically ground zero new building, new students new co-teachers your co-workers are different your custodial staff is different your secretarial staff is different so how do you formulate those new relationships and I mean all of them everything is new
4: so when we first found out about the redesign process or that there was going to be this opportunity I went to Shauna and I said hey what do you think about this?" and she's like, "I think that might be crazy." <laughs> so, let's do it. But and so Dr. Watson was doing like a, a conference call and so it was like 2 days before school let out and we were trying to pack up what building we were in because we were going to move to a new school and she's like, "Well, can you go list real quick? And I said, sure. So I go listen, come back and I'm like on fire. We've got to do this. And then we're thinking, oh, it's a new building. Is this going to be smart to do? And so we have a consultant from the state, Mr. Lentz. And I said, you need to call him because he (laughs) will tell us either we're crazy and we should not do this or yeah, go for it. And that's what he said. He said, go for it because you are on the ground floor. Everything is new. Like you just said, everything was new. And so why not start, you know, brand new and just go with it. So (laughs) that's what we did. And that, and a little bit about our population as well. When we talk about those things like those external experiences, um, we have very high needs students. We have a very large population of ELL students, and we also have a very high poverty level as well. And so we that's really where our um, our vision came from is that we want our kids to be able to reach their dreams and talking to other schools in the district that are looking at doing redesign everybody wants to know what our plan is well our plan may be different from Anybody else. And it will be different because that's where we started building those relationships and everything with the teachers, with the kids, with the families. We have learned what our kids need and what our families need. And I think what really has, like we said earlier, that's really brought everybody
3: together
2: from all these different areas is a common vision. Yeah, that reach that they can reach <laughs> their dreams. No. And it has been everyone giving their input on that. So that's been really something we've really worked hard to try to do is, is um, include everyone, all teachers, all All teachers, all staff, everything.
0: So, so when you were having those discussions, what was it that you identified that your, your community needs? Experiences was a huge one. And that nurturing community, you probably hear a lot about
4: social and emotional learning as far as trauma, you know, those are kind of the buzzwords right now. But um, we know that our students need, they need foundational skills, but our students also need to come to a safe learning environment as well and have those relationships that you just talked about before we get into academics and learning math and reading. And quite frankly, we talked about the high poverty level that we have within our school,
3: but we want to break that cycle. And so for our kids, they're seeing that um, our, our largest um, employer in town is our packing plant, beef packing plant. Um, it's, it's the largest employer. And so many of our parents, that's where they work. And the kids, that's all they know. That's what they see at home. Not to say that that's a bad thing because we're glad we have it. Um, but we want them to realize there's so much more beyond what they see at home. Um, and so when we talk about realizing their dreams and reaching their dreams, that just sounds so, um, generic and just, you know, typical elementary, but there's so much behind that, that, um, we, we really do want to help break that cycle and let the kids realize there's so much more out there for them.
1: Now, one common thread with all the presentations, it seemed was the community involvement. How has it gone for you getting the community to buy in?
3: Well, we've had to have um, we've had to get creative with research time for our staff, and so we have incorporated what we called Twisted Tuesdays, which was totally wild, innovative student time. Um, and during those two hours every Tuesday that the teachers were, were um, researching, we brought in community members to help facilitate stations. And they, um, we had the K-State Extension office that's in, um, that comes in and, and they were teaching them about healthy snacks. We had the fire department come in and bring in their fire trucks and the kids got to um, tour their fire trucks. They, um, the drug dog came in. We had our local Parks and Rec come in and uh, they, they did some fun activities with our kids. So every 30 minutes they rotated into a different station. And our classified staff also ran those stations. And so when we talk about a team effort, man, it has been a team effort. We've
0: had to have all hands on deck. Can you see the Um, big smile on my face? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I love what I'm hearing. Because when you're talking about impoverished families too, when you take days off or those collaboration days, um, that can cause childcare issues and all those things. And instead of putting putting that on the parents you're putting it on the community right to pull them in to draw them in to make everything whole
3: and what's really cool about this is you know with our research teams then with our teachers they have found that um, we have a group that's looking into the nurturing communities and building that within our school but then also pulling in the community into our school and so um, they have reached out to these people to to how, how can you help us? You know, our, we have, um, some grant writers, we have some, um, local people that um, we're finding all kinds of things. We have a, a local guy that, that has a connection to, um, a donation of bicycles that, that he takes bicycles from the local area, takes them to a prison in, um, Leavenworth. They refurbish them in where? Ellsworth. Ellsworth. Sorry. And then they bring those back to give away. And so, All of these things, we have found all these crazy plugs that we didn't know were out there. So not only are they helping with our kids, but they're helping with the redesign and our research process, I guess. And so um, it will make it easier in the future then to get them on board
2: because we built those relationships with them. Mm -hmm. We built those relationships with them as well. And the community, we went out to um, share our redesign with them Sometimes we're not prepared, but they're going okay. So, what do you need from us? And we're like, oh, oh, we're not quite there yet. We're still working on figuring out everything we need. So, but they're just um, a lot of positive, um,
0: eager to pitches. Yeah.
1: So it sounds like that the is community such a is a bought rural in. Kansas yeah. thing.
0: <laughs> you dig in and you take care of family and community, and they're all in the same.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Were were they starving for this? I mean, were they, you know, were they looking for this maybe?
4: I think maybe the community was, but there hadn't been really those relationships built at all. Um, and I think, you know, when we were going through the bond, that deal too, it was so separate from the community and the school. And then we started working together and doing presentations about the bond and, you know, what we needed and started talking to the community about we need this we need this badly and now we've got that the bond was passed and now we need to go back and say we're ready to have that relationship with you and, and work together because this is our community and if we don't educate our kids we're going to be paying for it in the long run
1: we're just sitting here like wow this is awesome i'm sorry know, i'm like
4: <laughs> bicycle oh, I, know. I thought i said wrong
0: because <laughs> <laughs> no. i do that i still i'm just processing all of this now in one in what in your presentation i also heard that you are dealing with students that are not only illiterate but your parents are illiterate and so how do you reach parents in the community to try to because you not only have to educate those kids but you need to work on the literacy of those parents as well
4: we have awesome parent coordinators. That's the first and foremost thing. We have two bilingual um, parent coordinators that are amazing and want to do anything to help these families. So that's, that's one thing we have going for us. Our, our p- families, I think um,
3: it can be very intimidating to come into school when they know they're illiterate, they um, don't speak our language. And so our goal has been to bridge that gap. And so they um, we this is just an example, but our local we have an air museum in Liberal and they provided a free event at Christmas where they had Santa coming and they had cookies with Santa and they got to to do some different stations at the air museum and such. And it was it was free. Well, many of our families, they don't have transportation. And it was across town. Granted, liberals not that big, but it's still across town. And it's December.
4: It's it's December. December. And
3: they don't know where to go. That's right. And so it was a Saturday morning. And so we were able to arrange um, uh, one of our school buses to come and pick up families. And our parent coordinators um, accompanied them over to the museum and be able to, you know, we're going to take your hand and we're going to take you into the community and show you what else is out there beyond just Main Street. And so, um, that's, that's just an example of something that they've done.
1: You used your and school bus, the
3: district, yes, the school, school, bus. Uh-huh, the district I, school
1: I, bus, I, I just asked that because, you know, we hear so much about school cuts and everything, and yet here's an outside activity that you're, you obviously have support from your administration.
4: We great have support. had great support from central office. Absolutely. And the school board. Yes. Awesome. Anytime you see one of us, they're asking, you know, how's it going? And what do you think about this? And, and something else that we're doing um, with our parents is that we do what are called parent cafes. But then we're also bringing in parents with their little kids that have not gone to school yet, hopefully getting them their hands on books. And we did like a lap time reading in the library. And those ladies took that upon themselves to do that and we also had had some donations of clothes so they set those clothes up out there at that time and the families came in and they were able to kind of shop for clothes if they needed them for the kids and they got their hands on books and they read and so we're hoping to maybe extend that next year we have a computer lab that we're thinking about maybe opening up for parents because like you said the illiterate part of that maybe helping them learn the language and just opening that up, showing them how to use the internet. Our library is also very big and awesome, and it's not busy all the time, so we want to utilize that as well. <laughs> <laughs> and there. we
2: have a lot of ideas. It gets <laughs> yeah. bigger and we bigger. Can the talk more we
4: could probably yeah. till midnight, unless <laughs> I happen. Okay, so, no, I-, I, I do <laughs> have <laughs> a question
0: yeah. for you. Uh, what's that? Now yeah. in in Liberal, in Western Kansas, another place. I mean. Everywhere, teacher turnover is is at a high rate. How will you retain or train new people? Or how how does that look like in liberal?
4: Well,
3: first, when we built this plan, it was built by the teachers. So we had buy-in right off the bat. Um, Because the teachers were the ones that built it. It wasn't admin coming in and saying, this is what you're going to do next and you're just going to have to figure it out. Um, they create, they're still in the process of creating that plan. And so, um, hopefully that will help retain many of them. The other thing to get them trained, you know, as we go along the way, we do have two awesome instructional coaches. Two of them are sitting there right now. Um, but they, you
1: know,
2: they are there as, as constant support as well.
1: Is that? The- and then I think,
2: also, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I think i also- that if we find that something isn't working, that they will know that we're going to be changing things to make it better for what our students need. So we're not going to be stuck in, locked, in. locked into something for a long time when we know it isn't working anymore. Yeah. So just that excitement for the teachers to know that there's that's going to happen if we're not seeing what we want to see for what we're doing.
1: Nice. So w- we asked Jay and Tammy, or we told talk to them about this isn't just an administrative trickle down it is teachers yeah. and everything Honestly. so mm-hmm. come coming from i mean you're living that how excited were teachers to be in the process to you know actually be in there and do it
3: yeah. because as they started to research they would find things and go well we want to do this but it's not going to fit into this old system. It doesn't fit in this box. So are they going to come in and tell us we can't do it? Um, And they had to really break down those walls. And that took time because they were so gun shy and afraid that what they came up with was going to get shot
0: down. So how did you break down those walls? What was one tactic? I think
4: just breaking that conversation
0: and those research days that we had,
4: we were able to build relationships in those. We had how many research teams, like eight, eight eight research teams. So we divided up. And, you know, once we started learning that, that we really didn't have any boundaries and we were able to look at whatever we wanted to, then it got easier. So I don't, I don't know that we did really anything in particular. It was just that knowing from Mrs. Klein and Mrs. Evans in central office that we really aren't giving you any boundaries here. I mean, our boundaries were, yes, you still have to teach the standards. And yeah, you have to take the state assessment, but beyond that, you know, what do you need to do for your kids? And the teachers choose which research team they wanted to be on.
0: Okay, that was the next question is, how were the eight research teams decided?
2: Yeah. Um, and there were a few teachers that we really, we needed, um, maybe additional members. So it was just a fact that going and having a conversation and asking them if they wouldn't mind being on this other research team, but there were very few that didn't, um, get their first or second choice. So
3: but the research teams were established. The topics or the the areas were established, like Lynn said earlier, from our vision. You know, we d- developed the vision, the vision, and then what do we need to meet that vision? And so we narrowed them down into these these topics.
1: Now I know that the high school um, age kids, some of some of, in some of the presentations, they said this. Um, they got in students involved, so. That, the elementary level is there much student involvement in this
3: up until now there has not been but we have not delved into the discipline social emotional behavior all of that we're just on the in the beginning stages of researching that
4: area of what direction we want to take that and we're going to have kids on that panel nice i do that. think though, so. what our personalized learning that we have started doing after Christmas, um, you know, that is all about the kids and they, um, we're teaching them how to make decisions. They get choices of what they're going to do, whether it's on the computer, on the program, or it's a project. So, you know, that part of it, that was one of our wigs was personalized learning. So even though we might have made the decisions on what to use, we're instilling that into them to be able to make decisions and take ownership of their learning. I'm going to that with the students having the say or a little bit more ownership,
0: there have been a lot fewer discipline referrals. And she would know. And I would know. <laughs> awesome. So your job has gotten a lot easier and better, right?
4: It's more enjoyable. She just gets on her phone. And yes.
0: <laughs> so it's a management tool, but they're self-regulating. They, are. they don't need you to mm-hmm. say, I saying, yeah. stop Billy, Stop doing that. Yeah. They're managing themselves, which is what you want them to do, what you want your staff well, to do. Yes. It's a life skill. I mean,
4: perfect,
0: but it's yeah. there. We've got yeah. a lot
4: of work to do, yeah. but yeah. So, And that's what has been hard as a teacher, the whole taking the risk thing. That's hard for us too because, you know, well what if I do this for a week and it doesn't work then I've lost all that time and I'm responsible for that and so we have that's been a huge shift in the teachers thinking as well and we want our kids to be risk takers so we have to show them that we can be risk takers as well as well and we've done a lot of that this year. (laughs) Being vulnerable is hard.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah it is especially when you know you have 500 kids that are your responsibility. <laughs> so, what <laughs> we know what we've been doing isn't working. I mean, uh, you know, we'll be honest. I mean, our data does not look great and that's why we knew we had to
0: make a change. So, what are your goals in just in the next couple months? I mean, we're we're visiting in March. What does it what do you want it to look like by the end of May? And then it what are your nice. summer goals and okay. then going into next year? Sorry. We'll
4: <laughs> that is loaded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got to write our plan. The biggest
3: thing is establishing, you know, we've, we've spent all this time researching. And just this morning, the research teams all started presenting their findings and what they recommend, pros and cons, um, those kinds of things. We finished that up on Thursday, and then they're going to then take it to a, I guess a vote in a sense of what they see fitting into that vision. And then we'll we'll take those components and start building our plan. And yes. so that plan then will be presented to our, our Board of Education mid-April. And then we go to the State Board in June.
0: Wow. You get to go all the way to the State Board. <laughs> and after that, right? Yes. Is that, is yes. Okay and they ship that? us
2: off to, yes, Mexico. <laughs> to ship you off. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a few yeah. minutes of sleep in between because that would really be nice to not wake up at three o'clock thinking about redesign. but <laughs> Going to sleep. Yeah. So yeah. You, you mentioned
1: about how overwhelming has this been for you or has it?
3: It's yeah. overwhelming, but you know, it's we fun. say it's what, it's what gets us up in the morning, but it also keeps us awake at night.
1: So the, right. have you noticed the environment changed for the better within the school?
4: Conversations are different.
3: Well, conversations are different. I agree. It's just, it's hard because we didn't really have a norm established. You know, we've just, with being a brand new school and we don't really know what the normal looked like to know if it changed. I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, (laughs) you know, it's, yes, the conversations have definitely changed and, and for the better, for sure. Excitement. And the ability to be creative and have more control within the classroom of, of what occurs.
1: I guess a better question would have been personal. Have you noticed a change in maybe some people, uh, more of a pep in their step maybe, as, as, or, or as you come to work, you wake up, you're a little more eager, excited to get to school now?
4: <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah, yes. definitely. You <laughs> <Good laughs> can hear the giggles. Every morning, but that's just me. <laughs> we'll just say that on our trips to Topeka or Manhattan, there's not very many conversations that don't involve redesign. It's like we're always thinking and thinking about the possibilities. The and wheels just know. continue to spin.
0: But that's so good. That means you're thinking yeah. That means yes. you're passionate. That that means you're Absolutely. here. You're totally vested in this process which absolutely is a key to making it happen.
4: Yeah. Tammy, I think Tammy shared with us a quote that said something about if you're comfortable then something's wrong. <laughs> you know, if you're not feeling uneasy or, you know, second guessing That's where the growth occurs. Then that's yeah, where the growth occurs. So we haven't been comfortable all year long. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, but it is sort of fun in a sense that sometimes the teachers just sort of look at each other and they're like, that isn't what we're looking for. And it's so, you know, I think we know sort of what we want, but we are finding the things that we definitely don't want. And so that helps helps us to move on.
0: What are your wants right now? Oh, boy. Professionally?
4: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) time would be one thing. I mean mm-hmm. that because, you know, it's almost April, you know, and we have fifth graders that are going to be li- leaving our building and going to a different building where they're not doing these things. So I think that I feel bad for them in a sense, because, you know, we've tried things this year and they just barely got a taste of it. Um, so I wish we could have them back again next year.
0: So how do you bridge that relationship with the next building?
4: Yeah, we're going to work that conversation? on that yeah, well,
3: and, you know, with the high school being, having their own redesign plan, um, and then us, we, we do know that there's a need for that bridge. Our kiddos, um, they split between the two middle schools, which makes it even more um, complicated, I guess, is that some students will go to one middle school, the other students will go to the other middle school, and so one, one middle school is on board at looking at trying to redesign, and the other one isn't so much yet. So we have those challenges. Um, but we're we're gonna we are looking for ways to start bridging that once we get our plan in place and our feet planted, then we'll know how we
4: can do that better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. money and technology if, are always yeah, oh yeah. We take any of that if you know where we technology. We're trying to get to one to one. Yeah, and we're not there yet. So
1: if someone if there's a school district out there or a teacher And they're thinking they're kind of on the fence on this redesign. They're not sure. What would you tell them? If you could sit down with them and have a conversation, what would you say?
0: I'm going to interject here real quick because I
4: am close to the end of my career. I could be. And this has rejuvenated my faith and my hope in education.
2: And for those people that are on the fence, I think for them to ask that question, if they uh, feel like what they're doing right now, is working for 100% is it, of the kids, yeah, for yeah. every kid. I think that's a big question because that's going to um, give them that thought of are we really doing the best that we can for the kids?
0: So, how do you make sure someone has a relationship with all, did you say 500 students in your school? Mm-hmm.
4: families Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. okay so we have school families yeah that was one of our things that we and we even talked about that last year when we were yeah about this time last year we all knew what schools we were going to and so one of our PD days um we all got to get together and start building those relationships. And then um, the principals had gone to another school and saw this, it's called school families. And so we knew that that was something we wanted to do. So we started that in January. We wanted to start that earlier, but with everything else (laughs) going on, we were a little overwhelmed, but that has been huge. Um, That's where we're hoping that we can build those relationships. So every um adults in the building has a school family secretary yeah secretary nurse, nurse everybody and so we meet on monday mornings 805 to 855 and we are just we're just having a good time
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> each family consists of about seven kids and um they do team building they talk about their weekend they do gratitude journals um, but they do team building and talk about character traits and things. But it's a good, um, I guess, intimate group in a sense that we, the kids are not with kids from their school, their classroom. Um, right. They're K five. And so we have kindergartens with fifth grade. Um, the fifth graders go and get the kindergartners, and they all go together to their family meeting group. And um, just in this short amount of time, it's been so fun to see and the kid they came up with secret handshakes. Mm-hmm. And so when they see each other in the hallways, they do their secret handshakes or t- lunch Yeah, yeah t shirt they have their t shirts they wear on Mondays if, if that's what that group chose to do. Um, it's you know, it just it, it was totally depends on the, the adult um, leader, mm-hmm. as they call their moms, some yes. of them. But <laughs> some um of yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. But you know, we have even our secretaries, like I said, have their own family. In fact they have a child that is, has been a frequent flyer in the ISS room earlier this year, and uh, he is in their family. And they have asked for his um, Kids Inc. basketball schedule and going to watch him on Sundays to play, play basketball. It's a kid that obviously needs those positive adults in his life. Yeah,
1: That is so awesome. Who I,
3: came
0: up with that I, idea? Yeah.
3: Well, I'll tell you, I'm, I not going to take credit. Mulvane Elementary, their third, fourth, and fifth grade elementary, I believe. That is where we got the idea, and then we just kind of spun off from that.
1: Nice. It is building that community within the kids that you never saw. Because I remember when I went to school, I knew the fifth graders, or whatever grade I was in.
0: Well, you came from a bigger school. I came from a little... We have bounced back between 2A and 3A, Sterling America, where I went essentially to preschool with the same kids that I graduated from. But he went to Garden City, so his experience was different. Another thing about those families, we're
4: going to keep those next year. Like, they're going to stay. You know, we know we're going to have staff turnover and, and student turnover, but we're going to try to keep them. As same as possible so we'll have those same kids of course the fifth graders will leave and we'll get new kindergartners but we're hoping that that will be building that relationship between our kids too and we're thinking about doing recess differently next year as lunch and lunch
2: and creating a bigger community where it's not so much kindergarten goes to lunch at this time and it's only kindergarten and then first grade comes maybe making it where it's across grade levels and we'll have a kindergarten class, first grade class, second grade on through at the same time. So we have those older kids that can help us out with some of that management with the little kids during lunch, but also just building that feeling of community across the school.
0: I like that you're not separating them to that. Well, we had the big kids lunch and the little kids lunch and the big kids recess, the little kids recess. And you're saying we're all one big melting pot. We are family and let's do this. Yeah. There's not a kid's table. We're all we're all little we're all kids. We're all students. We're all learners. We're all one big old happy family here in Liberal. I I just gotta say I am in awe of what you guys are doing there. Thank you. Thank you. What an exciting, exciting time. And you are filling these kids with hope. And I hear hope in each one of your voices. Absolutely. Hope I was for just each ready one of it. their yeah. futures.
1: There's excitement in the voices there. Yeah,
3: there is excitement.
1: Ladies, we yeah. appreciate your time. Thank you for talking to us. I'm excited. We may have to go out to Liberal and do, yes. do a vlog oh, on there. I now. would love it.
0: <laughs> Check out what we've covered over Kansans Can at isacorg slash Kansans Can.
1: I want to thank Day and her crew for uh, connecting with us and talking about school redesign on the elementary level. there are at metal arc elementary. Jamie, as always, it's fun.
0: It's always an adventure with us.
1: And next week on adventure cast, we have a good friend in actually in the studio. Lynn Weeby. So be looking for that one and find all our podcasts at SDEC.org forward slash your stories.